Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hello, church online. Welcome to our brand new speaking series, Living Like Jesus, where we're going to be spending the next five weeks looking at important topics around how to live like Christ, um, how we can find life-giving community, around serving, around calling. And this is a custom speaking series that we've made just for you here at the C3 Church. So why don't you lean in as we do something exciting, groundbreaking for church online. We're excited and we hope that you are excited Today we have Rosemary, one of our very own here at the C3 Church, kicking off our brand new speaking series on what it means to live like Christ. Hello everyone, my name is Rosemary, I'm part of the team here and I'm so excited about this new series that we have created just for you, our church online congregation. This series is really at the heart of who we are as disciples, but it's also at the heart of who we are as a church because this series is called Living Like Jesus. So in the next few weeks, we're gonna be talking about this topic in the context of being Christ-centered, community-focused, and cause-driven. Today, the question we're gonna be looking at is, what does it mean to live like Christ? What if I told you that identifying yourself as a Christian is not the end goal of your life? What if confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior is not the goal of your life? What if it's only the beginning? Early church fathers had this idea that God the Son, Jesus, became human so that he could not only save and redeem us from death and sin, but so that he could transform us. Athanasius, uh, a fourth century bishop, said that Jesus became as we are so we could become like him. Now, this transformation of becoming like him is what we call Christ-likeness. Let's have a look at what the Bible says about Christ-likeness. Ephesians 4.15, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Romans 8.29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed, to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, the definition of the Greek word to be conformed is, I believe, quite provocative because it means having the same form and nature as Christ. In other words, our job description is to become like him. I remember when I was growing up in Chile, that's where I'm from, my kids' pastor said to me, Rosemary, imagine this. You wake up in the morning, you're in bed, you're yawning, getting up, and you say, good morning, God. And God looks at you and he says, good morning, Jesus. And you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not Jesus, I'm, I'm Rosemary. And God is like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know what, you're just a spitting image of my son, Jesus. And you're like, that's okay. Friend, that is our goal, is to become more like Jesus. Someone said that to live like Christ is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. Now, to be clear, growing in Christ-likeness doesn't mean we will be Christ. He's only one, he's the creator, we are his creation. But it does mean as you're fully you, you will grow in Christ-likeness to have his mind and his character. 
The Apostle Paul, who was a great early church leader, in fact, he wrote most of the New Testament letters, he was so confident about this process of Christ growing in us, of him transforming us, that he said this, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Another translation puts it like this, imitate me, watch my way, follow my example, just as I too always seek to imitate the anointed one. The other day I was on the internet and I found this meme. And I actually believe this meme describes, explains what Paul is trying to say here. So have a look at the screen. This incredible ship represents Christ. It's big, it's massive, it's powerful, it's beautiful. And then we have Paul. Now Paul is another ship, slightly smaller, but you can see some sort of resemblance, right? He's imitating Christ. It's different, but not quite there yet, but you see the similarities. And then there is me. Now when I first see this meme, I laugh because this is not even a boat, it's an iron. Nothing like Paul, nothing like Christ. It's funny. But then it hits me. Because actually, this is how I can sometimes feel about me imitating Christ. Am I really like Jesus? Doesn't this seem like a difficult task? And I feel so inadequate. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, you might, just like me, be really confident in saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. But how confident are you in saying, I'm like Christ? Or I'm a little bit like Christ. And the funny thing is that we might think this of other people. We know great people in church and we're like, yeah, they're worth imitating because they're like Jesus. Or her heroes of our faith, missionaries of giving their lives for Jesus, Billy Graham, you name it. But if we compare our lives to them or to the perfect life of Jesus, whoa, we feel like we fall short and we are inadequate. We fail to reach the standard. And if you have been a Christian for a long time and you know what it means to follow Jesus and you know what it means to live like him, you still feel like there's a massive vast between who you are today and who you are to become. But I want to encourage you because Jesus has this notion and he asks his disciples to be perfect just as his heavenly father is perfect. So he seems to believe that we can grow in Christ-likeness. And what I want to challenge and encourage you today is in this, that Christ-likeness is not a pattern for just exceptional Christians. It's for you and it is for me. We can become like Christ. Now you might be saying, okay, I get it. You're saying that I'm meant to become like him, that it's about growing Christ-likeness and that we can do it, but how? How on earth do we become like Jesus Christ? Well, before I answer that question, we need to take a step back and we need to answer a different question. Whose responsibility is it? Who is responsible for our inside transformation? Who is responsible? This is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 18. We are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And then he adds this, listen carefully. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Wow. Wow, isn't this amazing? Paul is saying that the Holy Spirit was in us. And by the way, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Spirit. It's the Spirit in us who's making this transformation. It is His work. Isn't that a relief? I don't feel a weight anymore. 
It's not burdensome. To follow Jesus is perfect freedom. It makes sense. But now you may be asking, okay, so if it's the Holy Spirit, why don't we see more Christians living like Christ? Why don't we see more Christ-like people? Well, while it's the Spirit who's in us doing the work, we're meant to cooperate with him. This is what Paul also says. He says, work hard. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. So yes, the Spirit is the one who's doing the work, but we're meant to cooperate. We're meant to give space, to create opportunities, to be willing for him to make this transformation. So yes, it is possible because it's the Spirit's work. So now that we have established that and that we can grow in Christ-likeness because of the Spirit, I would like to focus the rest of our time on one thing we can do to give space to the Spirit to help us grow in Christ-likeness. One thing, and if it's only one thing you remember from today's message, I want it to be this. To live like Christ, you first need to know Christ. A bishop called Ryle said, he or she that will be conformed to Christ's image and become a Christ-like man or woman must be constantly studying Christ himself. You see, when we talk about Jesus and if we want to imitate him, we first need to know who he is. And we need to be very clear of who Jesus is. So I'm going to now give you three practical ways, three steps that you can take to know Christ more. Because if you know him more, with the help of the Spirit, you can become like him. Now these three steps, a bit of a spoiler alert, might not be groundbreaking. It might be something you've heard already many, many times. But that's the point. We don't need some things to change. So the first way you can know Christ we know Christ through the Bible. In the Gospel, after Jesus has taught and performed miracles, he asks his disciples a really key question. He says, who do people say I am? Who do they say I am? The disciples say, well, some say you're John the Baptist, others say you're Elijah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus is like, but who do you say? What about you? Who do you say I am? You see, I think we are all confronted with this question at some point in our lives. Maybe this is where you are right now. Who is this Jesus? Is he worth following? Who is he? Is he a prophet? A moral teacher? A guy who lived 2,000 years ago, was a hippie and talked all about love? Who is he? The problem I see nowadays is that some people just pick and mix what they like about Jesus. Some of here, some of there, some of the Bible, some of what I read on Instagram, some of my experience, and you mix it up, and ta-da, you have Jesus. But is that who Jesus really is? This is what the disciples responded to his questions. And remember, these are people who spent time with him, who knew Jesus. Simon Peter said, you are the Messiah. You are the anointed one. You are the son of the living God. So who is Jesus? Is he the one the Bible describes? The Messiah, our Savior, the son of God? Or is he whoever you want him to be? That's why we believe that the Bible is not just a book. It's the word of God. It has authority. It's reliable. It's trustworthy. The Bible tells us who Jesus is. So if you want to know, if you want to know Jesus, can I encourage you, read the Bible. 
You can start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You're going to read amazing things about him. You will learn that he's a man who was born in Nazareth, who was also fully God. You will hear some story that will capture your heart. They will puzzle you. They will inspire you. Read the Sermon on the Mount, where you learn more about him and his teaching, when he said, don't judge others. Love your enemies. Be the light and the salt of the earth. Help the needy, and so on. My point is this. Our idea of who Jesus is must be along the lines drawn in scriptures in the Bible. When we encounter Jesus through the Bible, and he will reveal himself there, we know him. And when we know him, we can imitate him. So that's the first way we know Jesus. The second way we know Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, is through the church. Dallas Willard, a theologian, said this, spiritual formation, in other words, growing in Christ-likeness, cannot, in the nature of the case, be a private thing. Because it is a matter of whole life transformation. You need to seek out others in your community who are pursuing the renovation of the heart. People who are also pursuing this transformation into Christ-likeness. Remember that verse from the Apostle Paul, imitate me as I imitate others? Who is your Paul in your life? Who is that person or people who are further down the line, who know Jesus and can show you more about Jesus? I remember very distinctively the first time I ever said about somebody else that they reminded me of Jesus. Back then, he was my line manager. He's a man called Andrew. And he was firm. He was strict. But he was so loving and kind. Even though he was busy, he would have time for people. He would look them in the eye. He would treat them in honor and respect. And he would serve others. So when I observed Andrew, the way he lived, the way he served, I was reminded of Jesus when he washed his disciples' feet. Now, washing disciples' feet was not something teachers would do. In fact, only the slaves or the lowest of the law would do that. But Jesus says, hey, no, I'm here to serve, not to be served. And when I saw Andrew living like that, I saw Jesus in him. And I thought, oh, I should imitate that. What about Pastor Steve, when he takes time to speak to people on a Sunday as if they are the one person that really matter? Reminds me of Jesus. Or Pastor Angie, when she brings people together and creates community, guess what? She reminds me of Jesus. Now, I don't want to be Andrew or Pastor Steve and Angie. I want to be Rosemary. But I want to imitate Christ in them. They're further along the road than me. So let me ask you this question. Who is your community? Do you have Christ-like-minded people in your life? And if you don't, can I tell you a secret? You can choose who to hang out with. Perhaps you need to sign up to a C3 group. Who knows? Why not? Give it a go. And if you have been a Christian, a devoted follower of Jesus for a longer time, and you know Jesus really well, can I encourage you to mentor someone? Maybe you can journey with somebody and teach them about Jesus and what it means to live like him. So, we can know Christ through the Bible, and we can know Christ through the church community. Finally, the third way you can know more of Christ is by knowing him personally. We know Christ personally. And this is the best part of Christianity. You see, Christianity offers something no other religion does, a personal relationship with God. And in terms of Christ-likeness, we cannot grow in Christ-likeness without Jesus. We cannot live like him without Jesus. This is what Dallas Willard said to quote him again. 
about this. He said, spiritual formation into Christ-likeness, true change of character, comes from living in relationship to God. It's about staying close to Jesus. Jesus said in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Friends, Jesus wants a relationship with you. He died on that cross, gave his life for you, to have a relationship with you. And we can all agree that for a relationship to thrive, to be good, we need communication, just like you do with your friends, family, work colleagues. Communication with God is what we call prayer. You can pray, you can chat to Jesus every single day. So I want to encourage you, why don't you give that a go? Talk to him every day. And it doesn't have to be long or complicated. You don't have to use religious words. Just chat to him as you would chat to one of your friends. Telling him about your good days, your bad days, telling him about your hopes, about your fears. Spend time with him. And I can confidently say, as you spend time in reading his Bible, as you spend time with the community, the church, and you spend time with him personally, Jesus will reveal himself to you. He wants to be known. He wants you to be with him. Now today I've talked a lot about what it means to become more like Christ, how to grow like Christ, how to know him. Perhaps you have never met him. Perhaps you're at that stage of your life when you actually want to know him more. You want to follow him. You want to start this incredible journey of following him and becoming more like him and live in freedom. If that is you, I want to give you an opportunity to make that decision. And I would love to pray for you. In fact, I would like you to repeat some words after me to give you an opportunity to follow Jesus. Are you ready? Repeat after me. Say, Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose to life again. I am sorry for my self-centered living and my selfish ways. I accept you as a leader and savior of my life. I ask you to transform me, to give me your Holy Spirit. Thank you for accepting me and thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. If you just pray that for the first time or as a way of recommitment, well done, congratulations. What an exciting journey to start. If that's you, please let us know, write something in the comments, or get in touch because we'd love to have a chat with you. And everyone else, if you want to follow Jesus, and as you do, I want to encourage you, it's about being transformed. You have the Spirit in you. He's doing the work. And now that you know how to know Christ more, you can truly become like Him. You can read the Bible, you can spend time with our church community, and you can know Him personally. God bless and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.